Welcome to the Chasing Presence podcast, co-hosted by Santiago and Mike. This is a space where we share our insights for how to live a more spiritually aligned life. Join us on our journey to expand consciousness, live with purpose, and awaken to our true nature. Today, we are going to be talking about the topic of persistence and how this key attribute of persistence can help all of us to accomplish our goals in life and to become better versions of ourselves. Oftentimes in life, there's adversity, there's struggle, there's uncertainty, and so it can make certain individuals waver in their ability to persist through the struggle or through the pain or through the uncertainty and therefore take them off track. But if we can implement persistence and consistency into our lives, into our day-to-day routines, into our, our habits and the various things that we do every single day, day in and day out. This is what can help to ground us and it can help us to have a clear sense of direction and purpose in life and ultimately help us to overcome any hardships that we may face in life, however small or large. And so we're excited to talk about persistence and how we have utilized persistence in our routines and in our life in order to accomplish our goals and how it has helped us to to ultimately um, progress on our spiritual path and and move closer towards what it is we want to achieve in life. So Mike, what are your thoughts on persistence and how has it related to your life um, recently? So I'm going to start off by defining persistence, and I'm going to read an excerpt from the Think and Grow Rich journal, which is basically Napoleon Hill's book, but it's a more condensed version of it where you can like, you know, write in your goals, your one, five, 10 year goals, but, but it has a, a good definition of persistence. And that is persistence is striving in the face of adversity or failure. Like a roller coaster ride, we all have ups and downs. Some days we're flying high, other days not so much. The easiest and most common thing to do when faced with adversity, a temporary setback or rejection is simply to quit, to accept defeat, turn on the TV, and binge watch our favorite series. Those who succeed never give up. When they encounter adversity or failure, they regroup, double down, and persevere. Some businesses even have a culture of persistence that embraces failure or the growth mindset. They're committed to failing fast and frequently to continuously learn and improve their products and services. And we need to take this same approach in our life, in our own personal development, embrace adversity and failure as learning opportunities, adjust your plan accordingly, continue to strive, and keep your mind focused on the prize while you take the small steps every single day. So I think basically what we should take away from this is that you know we should we should always dream big, but start small because you know it's it's the same thing where it's like if you the more that you fail, the the more you're going to learn, and the more you learn how to fail and to not allow your ego to become involved in the failure, which is basically going to judge you and tell you that, oh, you know, you, you know, you're not as good as, as this person because you, you don't, you're not at this point yet. But we really need to learn to just embrace the process and not listen to that side of our subconscious mind that has been programmed against us. 
we need to learn to not listen to that and persist through those negative thoughts through that failure and just understand that like failure is always a good thing. And I've used this analogy before. I'm going to use it again. So for playing the piano, it's just the the reason why I really enjoy playing it is, is not just to, you know, play my favorite songs, but it's a really good exercise in overcoming adversity in failing because it doesn't matter how good you are when you're learning a new song, you're going to suck. And you're, it's going to like hit you in the face when you, you you can't hit the keys properly or, you know, you're you're out of your off tempo or something like that. You 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 have to realize that, like, every time you you fail, you are signaling to your brain that something is wrong so that it can correct based on that. So that's why, you know, it's like you're not going to I've been learning uh, Bohemian Rhapsody on the piano. It's been taking me about eight months and I'm still not like a master at it. And I've been doing it for like 30 minutes every single day. And even now, you know, I, I still mess up. But it's like every time that happens, every single time I mess up, I I try to notice it. And I tell myself, OK, you know, like, number one, I've, I've come so far and I'm already much better than I was. But whenever you mess up, it's just a sign that your brain is going to, you know, learn and do better next time. So th- this can be applied literally in any area of our life. And, you know, when, when it comes to breathing, exercise, getting better at a skill, it's it all comes down to persistence. Like I, I would say the number one trait that most successful people have is persistence. So we're going to go into more detail about some of the activities that we partake in that absolutely require persistence in order for you to eventually see the benefits of it. And yeah, we're going to go from there. So, so Santi, in terms of, you know, certain activities that you've been practicing over the last three years, which I assume has been the period of, you know, your, your main uh, strong personal development growth, what has been the one activity or the, the, the one practice that has been the most difficult to persist through and like when in the moments when you when you experience it you're just like oh my god this is difficult like you know i'd love to just not be doing this right now but then you do it anyway and how has that benefited you it's hard to it's it's been about five years and it's it's hard in different stages over the course of time there have been different disciplines that were more or less difficult at different chapters. But I would say that even till now, one of the hardest things to do for me is literally getting out of bed in the morning to do my morning workout. Like that period when the alarm goes off, usually it's at like 5.30 a.m. I either go to the gym to lift weights or I go to jujitsu to train jujitsu. And it doesn't matter what the activity is, but it's just when that alarm goes off at 5.30 a.m., I do not want to get up. I want to like put the alarm on snooze. I want to put the covers over my head, continue to sleep, sleep in until seven or eight and enjoy myself. But in, in, in getting out of bed and, and doing that first thing, difficult thing early in the morning by getting out of bed and forcing myself to get uncomfortable just by getting up and starting the day and then going to do a difficult, rigorous physical form of exercise that I know is going to be taxing on me. It's not like I'm getting out of bed to go do something that's going to be super pleasurable, enjoyable. I'm going to be doing something that's going to be hard. It's going to require effort. It's early in the morning. I'm still tired. But having that consistent, you know, early morning activity that gets my body moving, gets the blood flowing, um, 
improves my body and my mind and my spiritual wellness in a variety of ways. We don't need to get into all the details of the benefits of lifting weights or doing jujitsu, but doing that rigorous physical exercise early in the morning and getting out of bed, even though it's extremely difficult, even until this day, being persistent and consistent in making sure that I am incorporating that into my daily routine has had tremendous benefits. And when it comes to physical, any kind of physical exercise that you do, whether it's playing a sport or doing yoga or lifting weights, it doesn't really matter what it is. In the beginning, if you're new to it, you're not going to notice the benefits right away. Like you're not going to do one workout session and all of a sudden you're going to have a six pack and you're going to be super jacked and you're going to be super healthy. Like it's going to take time to see the results. And so that's why a lot of people begin to waver. You see it in the beginning of the new year. The first two weeks of the gym are the most packed out of any other time in the year because everyone has these New Year's resolutions. And then what happens is after a week or two, they don't see the results right away. And it's difficult for them to continue that routine to get up early in the morning to go to the gym. And so they fall off the wagon. So that's an example of how people oftentimes lack persistence. But if they were to just stick with it and do it for a longer period of time, they would notice the variety of benefits that it has. And and honestly, when it comes to physical exercise, the benefits more than physical are really mental, like the way that it sets your mind up for the rest of the day. There's a marked difference between when I go through my workday, for example, having had a workout in the morning and having not had one. There's a huge difference just in my 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 frame of mind, my emotion, my cognitive performance, mental clarity. All of that is is dramatically impacted by your ability to move. So to answer your question, really, for me, the most difficult thing has been is is really just getting out of bed early in the morning, waking up to an alarm. Very, very difficult. But when I can push past that one part of the day, the rest of the day becomes so much easier. It's really just making that one decision. And from there, I'm able to get the inertia and the momentum to make all of the other parts of my day line up. And it sets me up for a greater level of success. Yeah. And that, that, that's a good anecdote. And I will say that, you know, persistence is required to achieve any type of difficult goal that you want to achieve in your life. So there is no getting around it. You're going to have to face adversity and you're going to have to learn to push through it. And that's basically what persistence is. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, I'll list some activities that, you know, absolutely require persistence. And, you know, when you don't see the results right away, when, you know, you're, you're feeling that discomfort, when you're feeling those negative emotions, uh, but, you know, using your awareness to separate yourself from them and instead just continuing doing what you're doing, this can apply to, for example, meditation. Personally, you know, I, I meditated for, uh, I've meditated for the past, like, eight months straight, I haven't missed a single day. But like for the for the first like three to four months, you know, in terms of my being able to actually become aware of my thoughts and, and learn to replace them with positive affirmations, or just simple to f- simply focus on my breath. It took a really long time for me to get to that point. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm, I've also been journaling as well. And that's an, another way to understand kind of like see the triggers. But the point is, when you first start these activities, it might take long, I mean, uh, one habit, on average takes around six, six days for your subconscious mind to, to become to become rooted in the action. So you have so you lose use less of your conscious resources to complete it, which is 
inevitably going to make it a lot easier to persist through certain things when you don't have to consciously persist through it, but your subconscious does it for you. That's what we want to get towards eventually. But at the start of everything, it's going to take will to to get through it. So there's will and then there's, you know, the the subconscious habit that's already been instilled in your brain. But it's the willpower itself that's the hardest. And, you know, when it comes to meditation, journaling, or sticking to any habit, it's all going to boil down to willpower. And to strengthen your willpower, you need to understand what you want in life. And you need to be a very self-aware individual because you need to understand when you're experiencing that adversity, when your body's giving you that discomfort, so then you can utilize your willpower instead of just unconsciously saying, no, I'm not going to do it. And the, the reason why I'm talking about this, you know, number one, I don't have this all figured out. None of us have anything figured out. We're, no one's going to have anything figured out until they die. So it's like, uh, this is just what I have figured out in my own mental space makes made sense for my own growth and development because I used to be the person who would, you know, start something for one week, two weeks, and then just, you know, quit. And I wouldn't understand why it it would just kind of happen. And it all, all it boils down to is a lack of self-awareness and a lack of willpower. Uh, But, and I don't think willpower is 100% conducive to self-awareness. I think a lot of it boils down to how much energy do you actually have in your body at a given moment? Do you eat healthy? Do you exercise? Like, (laughs) are you in a good, is your body in a good state to actually expend energy for the intention that you want? So, I mean, there's a lot of things that things that actually go into pushing through the adversity in the moment and, and over time persisting Um, and yeah, like I said, you know, meditation, journaling, exercise, cold showers, all these things will help improve your willpower and help your long-term persistence. But I, so I'm, I'm gonna kind of switch gears here and say that the one thing that I think really this all boils down to, because you might have willpower in the moment, you, you might be an extremely healthy individual, you, you might be very self-aware and all these things. But at the end of the day, if you don't know what your purpose is, like why you're doing what you're doing, like why you're exercising, why you're meditating, what ultimately you are trying to achieve. I mean, you could just be, you know, one of these these people who just in, indefinitely lives in the present moment and all they do is they're self-aware and they, they don't want to actually strive towards something, have a purpose because their purpose is simply to be alive. And to those people, I hold no judgments and all the power to them. But, you know, for in this 3D reality, we are we are a, a 5D consciousness that is stuck in a, a body of matter, which, by the way, is mainly energy. <laughs> Everything you see is 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 99.999% empty space. So to say that your matter or your form is a a huge, huge, uh, overstatement. Uh, we are, we are energetic beings, but anyway, I digress. The, the, the point is we are, we are extremely conscious beings that need to be in this 3d reality because, you know, our, our soul, our, our spirit, whatever you want to call it is doing work. And then when we return to source, you know, well, 
we'll come back and you know whatever that this might be some reincarnation shit i'm not asking you to believe in this what i am asking you to do though for as as you know a 5d being in a 3d body is to understand what your purpose is on this planet because that's ultimately going to help you persist in the face of adversity you could just be blindly persisting but i find that to be a lot more difficult once i actually found out what my purpose is which is music production and using that medium to promote self-awareness and a human consciousness awakening it makes it a lot easier to persist through adversity and like just in my own experience like before i found that out it was it was much more difficult to exercise every day and do all of these habits and routines that I know are, you know, making me grow exponentially. But I think the number one thing is to understand why you're doing these things and what your purpose is on this planet. What do you think about that, Santi? I think that's absolutely true. And and going back to, you know, well, kind of continuing, I guess, on what you were saying, you know, obviously, if you have that higher calling, that higher purpose, something that pulls you that you know, you're meant here to do, that is 100% going to help you on your path to to achieving what it is you want to do, even in the face of adversity. But if you even think about, you know, when we're another way to think about it, too, is like when we're when we're children, or when we're toddlers, and we're learning to walk, think about how many times the average kid like falls down before they actually learn how to walk. They don't just give up and say, Oh, well, I tried it once I fell down, I'm just never going to learn how to walk. They just kind of keep trying and keep continuing to do it until they learn how to actually finally walk. You know what I mean? And there's other animal species as well that where they have to learn certain things and they have to do it over and over and over again until they're finally able to do it. Those animals don't just say, Oh, I'm going to stop doing it because it's difficult. They just keep doing it. I think another thing is that a lot of the times that what causes people to lack in persistence is their own ego, their own self doubt, their own that voice in the head that tells them that they can't do something. And that voice in your head doesn't develop until you're a little bit older on, you know, older in life until you're maybe, you know, late childhood, early adolescence, that voice kind of comes in, you start to lose some confidence, you have certain experiences that maybe cause you to lose, you know, this, this belief in yourself, right? Life starts to take its toll, you know, and you start to kind of, you know, but when you're a child, you have like this wonder, you have this awe, you have this belief that like anything is possible. And at some point along, along the line, most people lose that. And so they, they, it makes it harder for them to persist through adversity because they lose a belief in themselves. So it's also like just that belief that you, you are capable and competent to achieve certain things that is also going to help you to persist through adversity. Because when you're really, really young, you just keep trying things until you figure it out. And then eventually it, that becomes more difficult as you get older. So I think that that's really important too to note is that be aware, have an awareness of you know, those moments where you think of giving up or you think of quitting or you, you think that you can't do it, be aware of that voice in your head and really cultivate the mindfulness to see whether or not what you're saying to yourself is actually realistic or true, or whether it's just this kind of self-deprecating negative energy that's taking over, that's preventing you from accomplishing what it is you know, you know you're here to do. And so cultivating awareness, cultivating mindfulness, and, and instilling in yourself a strong sense of your ability to achieve things is going to help you to persist as well. And that goes back to our last episode as, as well when it comes to limiting beliefs, having an abundance mindset. All of those things are going to help you to persist because you're not going to have this negative voice in your head that's telling you to quit, that's telling you to give up if you know that you know, you're on the right path and you're here doing what it is you're meant to do. Um, another thing for me that helps me to persist as well is my faith, my belief in a higher power, my belief in God and knowing that there is a divine 
plan at place and that I am here because I'm meant to be here and everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be. And I have that faith that pulls me towards knowing that I need to persist and do my mission and my work here as a human. I don't have a, a, an extremely clear purpose. I know that I'm here to continue the awakening process. I know that I'm here to help other people do the same. Um, and like I, we mentioned in another episode as well, like you can have more than one purpose, right? You can have multiple different purposes that, that pull you to an, a common goal of ultimately self-actualizing. And so all of these things in spiritual development are going to help you. Um, and, and, and like you mentioned, it's, there's this overflow effect. Like if you have persistence in one habit, that'll probably kind of spill over into another habit and help you be more persistent in that. The one habit for me that I've been the most consistent in is my meditation practice. I haven't missed a single day since the end of 2018. So it's been three and a half years. Haven't missed one day. I just keep doing it every single day. And in the beginning, you know, I didn't notice benefits right away. When I first started doing it, it was difficult. I didn't really understand what I was supposed to be doing. It took a while. And I also wasn't consistent in the very beginning. When I first started meditating about five years ago, it took me, it took me like six months to have a consistent practice. And it took me another year after that to get to a point where I was doing it every day non-negotiable number one habit that I do. And in the beginning, like I said, like the benefits weren't there super quickly. Like it took time for me to work on the practice, to cultivate more awareness, reading more books, listening to more podcasts, like learning about different forms of meditation, and then ultimately practicing it day in and day out to get to a point where I do notice the effect that it has on my mental well-being and on my spiritual growth. And the discipline that I've cultivated in my meditation practice has spilled over into other areas of my life that require discipline and persistence as well. So ultimately, you know, when it comes down to it, you, you have to think of it um, as, you know, persistence in the moment can be very challenging and you may not notice results right away, but you have to have that, what Gary Vee says as micro speed and macro patience. So micro speed is doing all the things you need to do in a given day, you know, rigorously and, and vigilantly, but knowing that the macro changes in your life, like the bigger goals are going to still take time. It's not going to happen immediately. And so you have to be willing to, you to forego short-term gratification, um, wanting everything to be accomplished right away while in that moment still grinding through it and knowing that over time, over the course of a year, five years, 10 years, however long it takes, you, you know, the, you will reap the rewards, you know, the, the, everything will come to fruition in due time, but you have to put in the work now and know that it might not, you might not get the results right away, that it probably will take a while, but that if you persist, you will achieve it. So you have to have, you have to be, you have to, you have to cultivate, um, I don't want to say a hardness to you, but you have to cultivate some grit and some resilience in pursuing your goals and knowing that there's going to be failures, there's going to be setbacks, there's going to be obstacles, but Ultimately, it's by pushing through all of those that you learn lessons and and then grow from it and then ultimately achieve your goals. But it's not going to be a straight line. It's not going to be an easy process. And it wouldn't be really worthwhile if it was easy. So think of the hardship as actually being a good thing. Like think of it as being something, frame it in a way as, as something that's actually positive because if everything just came to you right away and it was easy, there wouldn't be any, there wouldn't be any, um, there wouldn't be anything like really interesting or, or challenging or engaging. Like as humans, we need pressure. We need challenge in order to strive, in order to, to really thrive in life. And without that, it, it just, we kind of become apathetic and we atrophy. Yeah. You know, the more adversity that we go through, the, the sweeter the triumph when we actually push through the entire thing. 
Um, so that's a great way to a great mindset to have when you know you're you're building your business or you're cultivating habits in your life is that yeah the harder it is the sweeter the the more pleasurable sensations the more elevated emotions you're going to experience when that is finally done um, and the ne- the other thing I want to say is that I would say the most important activity that you should be participating in in order to develop your persistence is that voice in your head, that limiting belief. Like it it goes back to last week, ridding yourself, becoming aware and replacing those negative thoughts with positive ones is one of the most important things you can possibly do for yourself because any skill that you've tried to get good at or any anything that you're trying to push through it's all going to boil down to are you listening to the negative voice in your head i mean you should be aware of you know when that comes up because it's it's going to come up regardless you know we've we've been programmed with these things i i've been programmed with them for the past 14 15 years of my life i'm going to be hearing that voice for a long time now but all we all we can do is you know through practicing meditation through practicing awareness is to become aware of that negative thought and then immediately act despite it but that's literally that that is persistence in in you know a mental nutshell right there if you can learn to do that to act despite your ego then you can literally achieve anything and you know, some of the, some of the mental hacks that I use to persist through this negative thought pattern is I use, well, first of all, you have to use self-awareness. You have to, you have to be in a state where you can actually separate yourself from the negative thought patterns and, you know, understand that you are not them. Because if you don't understand that you are not them, then you're going to follow them blindly and not even understand why and be a sheep. So we need to obviously get away from that and create space from them. And that's when once once we get really good at self-awareness and creating space from these negative thoughts, then we can decide what we're going to do next. Are we going to you know replace it with a positive thought? Are we going to focus on our breath? Are we going to do an action despite what that thought is telling us? And the more that we do this, and it's going to take a long time, I'm, I still haven't mastered it. I'm still, you know, Get, getting better at it. I, you know, I've been doing 48 minute meditations for a month straight now. And yeah, it's been helping, but it's like, it's not until you have, until you set the conscious intention to actually be self-aware because, you know, you can meditate for two years, 15 minutes a day. Um, and you, you won't have that mindfulness when you actually need it the most in the real world, because like you're only used to being in a non-stress situation, sitting in a chair or lying down and and meditating and being aware of your thoughts. No, wh- when you're out there experiencing the adversity, that's when you need to be mindful. That is the most important time. So we need to set the intention. You, you have to tell yourself, okay, I'm whenever I like hear this thought when I'm out there, I'm going to become aware of it. It's and it, it's difficult to do. It's 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 one of those things where. You know, people will you know sell meditation, saying it's the it's the be all end all. It's the it's the it's the bee's knees. And meditation's great, but mindfulness is 
just as important. And obviously you practice mindfulness when you're in meditation, but my mindfulness can be applied to many different situations. So what I'm basically trying to say is, you know, you, you have to be self-aware all the time throughout your day, not just while you're meditating. You have to be mindful throughout your entire day. You have to stay vigilant so that you can catch these negative thoughts. So you can be aware of when it's telling you to not persist so that you can understand that it's not you and do it in, instead what you want to do. Because when you act despite that negative thought, you are programming yourself. Wh whether it's replacing it with a positive thought or pushing through a workout or jumping in the cold shower or continuing to work on that skill despite not wanting to or being bored. It's it's all of these things, you know, that that have compound interest that are going to develop your persistence and really allow you to succeed in this life. And you know, some people are very you know, a lot of people in the society have commitment issues and that that's just the way it is. And I I would say that if you have struggles with commitment because most people do then it's a lot easier to be committed when you start telling people that oh i'm gonna start doing this and it, th this is kind of the whole public shame type of deal and yeah it's one of those things where it, it's almost like the it's almost like external invalidation because if you don't pursue this, if you don't say that you're going to do this, then other people are going to notice that you're not a persistent individual and all this stuff. And yeah, you shouldn't care about what people think. But you you should to a certain degree care about what your loved ones think. And th this is a way to set yourself up for not, not just failing yourself, because oftentimes, we, we are people pleasers, and we don't want other people to get mad at us, but we're perfectly okay with failing ourselves, you know, for whatever reason. Um, so when you, when you have an accountability buddy, you know, go to the gym with someone or you tell your family, Hey, I'm going to do this. And then now they're going to try to hold like, and just tell them, Hey, check in with me every week or something like that. You know, help, help your external environment, you know, help you essentially if you can't do it yourself. Cause a lot of people can't. So I, I, I mean, I personally don't need that, but I know a lot of people who use accountability buddies who you know weren't able to do it by themselves and now they are able to do it by themselves because they had that they had that help don't be afraid to get help don't think that you have to do it all yourself because it's it's virtually impossible when you've been programmed with limiting beliefs to do things all by yourself you need to go to therapy you need to get help you need to like do all these things so yeah yeah they uh, i i also don't really need an accountability buddy or an accountability buddy, I think is what some people call it because <laughs> yeah. I discipline and persistence is a natural strength of mine. Obviously I'm not perfect, but it's something that I, I just naturally comes easier to me than certain other things. There are other areas of life where I have weaknesses like socializing and social skills has been a natural weakness of mine. Right. So in that area, maybe I could use some sort of coaching or whatever, but in terms of like day-to-day -day discipline routines, that kind of thing, it's always been a natural strength of mine. So it's not something that has I've needed to to rely on, but I know like what you mentioned, a lot of people do benefit from that because that external pressure, that external social pressure from a, from a close friend or a family member or a significant other can definitely propel you to take action where, where you otherwise would not have. So definitely look into that. Like if you have certain goals, maybe tell them to someone that way they can hold you accountable 
to actually following through on your word that you're also putting it into in, into life in the sense that you're saying that you're going to do something, you're saying it to someone else. And so if you don't do it in a way, you're kind of lying, right? You're not just to yourself, but you're lying to someone else as well. So having an accountability partner um, can definitely help with that. Another thing you mentioned that I really like is this idea of, of mindfulness versus meditation. I think of, I think of mindfulness, like day-to-day mindfulness is actually being more important than meditation. I think of meditation as kind of as a way to prime your mindfulness, because like you mentioned, when you're meditating, you're just doing it in a very like sterile environment. You're doing it by yourself in a room. There's no other stimuli or circumstances that can, can really, um, affect you negatively. Right. So it's a lot easier to get into a deeper state, you know, when you're in that environment, it still can be difficult, but it's, it's going to be easier than let's just say you're out and about, you know, walking down the street or you're in a high pressure situation. Can you still have cultivate mindfulness and awareness in those situations where you are being stress tested by external stimuli, whether it's other people or just a stressful kind of environment or whatever it is. So being able to cultivate mindfulness that you can utilize in day-to-day situations is really where the key is, unless you're like a monk that just wants to live in a cave and and just be living in solitude for the rest of your life. That's 99% of the people aren't on that path. And so you're going to want to be able to utilize the benefits of meditation, which is increased self-awareness, increased general awareness, more mindfulness, more presence, um, a better ability to control and be aware of your emotions and taking a proactive approach towards life. These are the main benefits of meditation. You're going to want to be able to apply that into day-to-day situations where you're, ha- where you're at a job interview or where you're at a family dinner or maybe around certain family members who trigger certain negative emotions in you. So that's really where it comes down to being able to cultivate mindfulness in those, in those moments and in those situations through paying attention to your breath, paying attention to the emotions that arise in your body and so forth. So that's really, that's really an important point as well. And then I also want to just mention that a lot of, a lot of people who self-sabotage, so you'll be in a situation, you have a goal, I'm going to lose 40 pounds, or I'm going to quit drinking alcohol, or, you know, I'm going to stop, you know, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no longer going to be in an abusive relationship, whatever it might be. A lot of these things, like you're going to try to make the changes to do it. And then people just self-sabotage, they fall back into the same patterns. And that is due to your, your vibrational frequency, the energy that's running your body. And it's due to trauma energy that is running you and is causing you to fall into those old patterns and those old routines and those old behaviors and habits that don't actually serve your higher self. And so that trauma is going to continue to pull you. You see this with certain people. I've, I've known certain people who they just constantly end up in the same types of relationships. And that's like, they tend to be like toxic relationships, or you see the same people who cling to the same addictions, even though they keep saying that they're going to stop doing it. I've met all kinds of people like this throughout my life and they keep falling back into those same situations and those same habits because they haven't released the trauma that is having them resonate at a certain vibration and frequency that is attracting those negative situations and circumstances. And so I know I've mentioned this many, many times on podcasts, but the importance of doing the inner work of releasing trauma of you know, and, and there's many different ways to do that. We've talked about a ton of them, but making sure that you're doing the inner work so that way you can you can change your energetic frequency and vibration to now match, to, to, to newly match the kind of life that you want to live. It all comes down to like what you said, we're 99.9%, you know, space and energy, you know, this physical matter that we make up is is really not the ultimate truth. It's it's a relative truth and it's it's really illusory. 
And so if we can change our frequency and our vibration, we can then attract the new opportunities and circumstances and people into our lives that are going to be fulfilling and rewarding. And that is going to ultimately make it easier to also persist towards your goals. It's something that I'm still working on. I still have a ton of inner work to do myself. So I'm not saying that like I'm this enlightened being who has it all figured out. I definitely don't. I am continuing to always experiment and try new ways um, to improve myself and to do the inner work and to change the frequencies and vibrations that run me. Some of them are fine tuned the right way in certain areas of life. And there are other areas of life that I still have a lot of work to do. But I think if you can think of life in terms of energy, frequency, vibration, and then shift all of that into a, into a different state that better serves you, that is ultimately how you're going to get the most results in life. And I truly believe that. Yeah. And there, there's also a good amount to be said about optimism as well. Obviously, we need to be realistic with what our current capabilities are and accept that and then plan on what we need to do to move forward. Um, but you know, most successful people are extremely positive, right? You, in order to persist, you have to be positive because your focus should be, Oh, I, I, you know, what, what would happen if the, if, if, if I fail instead of what will happen if I succeed? Um, and, but the problem is this is, this is a mindset and to cultivate a mindset, it takes, you know, it takes beliefs that a lot of people currently don't have. And, you know, if, if you're just constantly saying, oh, I'm, I'm optimistic, I, I, you know, I'm going to see the success in, you know, every possibility, then you, you, you have to feel that way too. And to have those thoughts and that mindset, you have to have the accompanied feelings. And that is not something that comes right away. We want, we all want to get to the point where we only focus on what's possible. And, you know, all of the good things that can come out, you know, of a potential job interview instead of, oh, what if I fail? What if you succeed? But again, it's hard to get to this mindset. And the way to get to this mindset is to cultivate habits and routines that, you know, make you a better person and persist despite how painful they are. The more of these habits and routines that you do, especially the ones that require becoming aware of negative thought patterns and replacing them, the more you do this, the more persistent and the more positive as an individual you are going to become. I truly believe that that uh, a truly self-confident uh, and compassionate person is one who keeps promises to themselves and is able to persist through any adversity. And the things that I just described are what you have to do to get to that point. And it's going to be a journey. But that is the whole reason we're here is for the journey because the destination is death and there's nothing wrong with death. Death, you know, is <laughs> you can't really talk about it with language. You, you can't really understand it. And but we, we like to focus on it because we're, we're very you know aware of that possibility. But that that awareness is a good thing. It, it, it creates urgency, obviously. But all, all we need to do is do the habits and routines every single day that make us better so we can develop that persistence so that we can, you know, get to our dream life, become the best person that we possibly can so that we can then inspire others to do, to do the same. Yeah. And I also wanted to just do uh, talk about a different, uh, another anecdote of mine as well, before we, we wrap things up. So 
in terms of like limiting beliefs and things. So I have recently just failed my second business, right? I had uh, my first business was a few years ago. That one was kind of, I was just playing around. I didn't really take it too seriously. I didn't expect it to succeed. I was really just experimenting. But the second one was an herbal tea business that I really believed, you know, this could work. This could be a viable business. And it ran its course and it didn't really work out. And so I'm shutting it down. So you have to also know when to stop. But the point is, is that the main point I want to get to here is, is that with two failed, technically two failed businesses, it could be easy for me to say, hey, I am just someone who can't make a successful business. This is something that's just not for me. And I've had that limiting belief, that voice in my head saying that, like, oh, I'm just not competent enough to be an entrepreneur, to run my own business. That's just not my lane. That's just not my strength. And so that's something that I've been kind of wrestling with in my mind. But I also know that, well, both of those two businesses weren't really like in the field and in the area that I was truly passionate about. They didn't truly align with the kind of impact that I want to have on the world. It didn't truly pull me. I was mainly motivated by money and by just wanting to be self-employed rather than by having a positive impact on others. And so it's, it's important to, to understand that don't, don't create a false narrative in your head just because you have, you know, an area of your life that you're not naturally uh, gifted at, or that you're not naturally successful in. Just know that even with those failures, and even if you're not naturally, you know, adept in a certain area of life that you can develop it. You may, you may not be as good as someone who naturally is really good in that area, right? Like if you naturally suck at basketball, you're never going to be as good as LeBron James, right? Like there's just certain people that have a natural affinity to certain things. But the important thing is you don't need to compare yourself to others. Just know that for you, you can still develop in areas that you're not naturally strong in if, if you persist in it and if you don't give up on yourself. And to be aware of those narratives in your head that you're telling yourself and really, really analyzing it as objectively as possible to see whether they're true or not. And this this is where it can be helpful to to work with other people, right? To have someone who knows you well, kind of have a conversation with them to get a more objective view on things. So that way you're not pulling yourself into this narrative that is really not not accurate or not true or only partially true. And so I just want to kind of want to kind of mention that like you you will have certain things that are maybe important in life or that it, it could be very beneficial to get good at that you might not naturally be good at, but through persistence and through again, cultivating the different disciplines, the routines, the awareness, you can eventually improve in that area. And there's always a way for you to succeed, even if it isn't immediate and even if it isn't, it doesn't seem so in the moment. Yep. And, you know, the the last thing I'm going to say is, you know, just like any other muscle in your body, persistence needs to be trained and developed. It's not something that you're going to immediately have. Like a lot of these successful people, they aren't born with persistence. I know we weren't born with persistence. We we have been slowly building it and it and it takes a lifetime to do but that but we have to accept it and you know understand that's why we're here and you need to realize so what would happen if you just didn't stop what would happen what would happen if you did it every day what would happen if you you know despite the discomfort you 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 know for me sitting in front of the the digital audio workstation and working on music production regardless of the fact that I really don't want to right now those are the times where you grow the most. So if you can become aware of that discomfort and choose to do as much as you can despite that, that is when you grow the most. So if anything, when you become aware of discomfort, be grateful 
because that's your sign to push through it. Keep going. Well said. I think it, I encourage everyone to incorporate a, a stronger mindset of persistence and to exhibit discipline and grit in, in the face of adversity. So making sure that you're not letting fear overcome you, making sure that you're doing the inner work and making sure that you are cultivating good habits and routines that are ultimately going to help you physically, mentally, and spiritually. And through that, you will be able to progress on your spiritual journey and also manifest the external successes that you wish to have in your life as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Chasing Presence podcast. If you enjoyed it, please spread the word by telling your family and friends and by sharing it on social media. You can also show us your support by leaving a review. Also, if you'd like to get in touch with us, our contact information is in the show notes. Please send us a message as we'd love to hear from you and get your feedback. As always, thanks again for listening. Stay present and have a great day.